Hey sisters, do you struggle with waking up early, like waking up before your family to give God the first fruits of your day? We're going to talk about that today, but from a basis of why rising early is such a struggle and what you can do to overcome it. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. Okay, sisters, this is surely one of the don't shoot the messenger topics, right? I love, love, love talking about rising before your family to get quiet with God, whether that's in prayer or worship or in the word of God. And I actually read a Facebook post recently or Instagram post, something like that, something on social media that said quiet time is not in the Bible. And I'm going to argue that topic, okay? Because I think a lot of us are familiar with Psalm 4610 that says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And that be still in Hebrew is rapha. It's spelled R-A-P-A. If you take like the Hebrew and turn it to English, whatever. Sounds like rapha. Rapha. And When I did a word study on this, it means to sink down, to let drop, to let go, abandon, relax, stay, cease, withdraw, refrain, to let alone, to be quiet, to be idle, to forsake, to show oneself slack, as in lack of work or activity, being quiet, inactive, or in a state of laziness. And so I challenged that post because... I do think quiet time with God is important. It's not like you have to get up. I think this is what what the poster, original poster was arguing. You don't have to get up and have this perfect cup of coffee in this perfect little sunny sunrise cozy corner with your Bible open and your journal and whatever else, right? It doesn't always have to look like that. Um, I think that is something not that we should strive for, right? With all of our might, because I believe that God is in all of these still moments throughout our day. We should be seeking him 
unceasingly, praying unceasingly, um, recalling his word that is written on our hearts and on our minds all throughout the day and all these instances that come up, we should be a living, breathing example of what it's like to walk with him. That's how we're going to lead our children and others to the Lord, right? That you will know them by their fruits. People will know us by our fruits. So it's not just a, hey, get up before your family and go read the word of God in this quiet, perfect little Pinterest worthy or Instagram worthy corner of your house and then boom, continue on with your day. I get that point, right? But there is so, so, so much goodness in this rafah, in this be still, in this quiet laziness ceasing from work or activity. And God meets us there. And I don't think it's an every morning thing. I think it's a every weekly thing. Like we're going to get onto that in a totally different episode when we talk about Sabbath and resting. But in saying all of this, I always, always, always hear moms struggle and say like, oh yeah, it'd be great if I could wake up before my family, but I just can't. Like I set my alarm. I'm just too tired. And like, all these other things, right? I get to bed too late. Well, yeah, if you get to bed too late, you're going to wake up late. Like you're going to be tired. You're going to have excuses. In fact, when I first started exploring my faith, I would say, oh, well, if the Lord wants me to go to church on Sunday morning, you know, he'll wake me up. And then I realized spiritual warfare was a thing. And I was like, no, if the enemy doesn't want me to go to church, he's going to give me the excuse that sleep is more important. And I think that's a common theme that I've noticed continue throughout my life, but also I've seen in the lives of others. And so I want to take a moment to encourage you first, because y'all, if I can do it, you can do it. Hear me, hear me, please. And I say this because like, I have a plaque hanging in my room that says sleep marathoner that was given to me by friends because I can sleep for like 15 to 17 hours. No problem. My mom used to joke growing up that I could sleep through a freight train and arguably I think I still probably could. Mom life has definitely shifted that for me where I like hear all the grunts and the coos and the the crying and everything else, of course. But saying all of that, um, I also went to the university that I went to, the college that I went to, um, our, our mascot was the night owl because that's when a vast majority of students at that school spent time doing homework. It was all online. It was um, competency-based, super, super cool. WGU Western Governors University. If you're looking for um, a degree program, I loved it. Um, Not getting paid for this advertising. (laughs) Anyways, I digress. If I can do it, you can do it. Okay. My son was a few months old I think it was right after we broke through this colicky phase around four to five months. And it was shortly after that. I was like, my life needs to change. Like anytime I try to sit down with the word of God, like he comes up and tries to like rip my Bible open or he screams or, you know, he needs fed or whatever else. And I'm just like, anytime I was like setting an intention to get in God's word, it was just like my day was completely derailed. Anytime I was like, oh, I'm going to do it at this time, he'd wake up from his nap or he'd refuse to nap or like whatever else, right? The list goes on. You're a mom. You understand. Um, and so I was like, man, if I'm if I really want to be intentional in my life, I need to get up before my family. I need to pray. I need to get in God's word and I need to set my intentions, maybe get some work done. And it changed everything. Like, hear me when I say this, sisters, it changes everything. When you get up 
and you focus on him first and you give him the first fruits of your day. I actually had this experience and I might've shared it on the podcast episode recently. This was a few days ago where I woke up and I had my quiet time with God and he gave me a word. And y'all, I looked back and I regretted that day, not the whole day, right? But all these times throughout the day that I can look back and see he gave me that word for that moment and for that moment and for that moment. And I was just not, I was just not obedient and receiving it. Right. But I think that's a huge part of it is when we get up and we give him the first fruits of our day, he gives us what we need. He orchestrates it. He, our, our day, he fills us with living water and so much goodness comes out of that time. But going back to this, um, excuse or, or common theme, like I just can't get up early. And so here's the nitty gritty. Here's the tactical and practical of this podcast episode is that rising early and getting up and giving God those first fruits. It starts with healthy sleep habits. A good morning routine starts with a good bedtime routine. And so I want to give you a couple of things today that, again, don't shoot the messenger. You're probably not going to like. But sister, if you want to live life differently, if you want different results, you've got to take some different actions to get different results, right? Doing what you've always done is going to produce the same result. And that's the definition of a sanity. So if you want to stay in chaos, if you want to stay in overwhelm, if you want to stay like just icky feeling, not in integrity, keep doing what you're doing. Ignore this. Turn the podcast episode off. Run away. Whatever else, right? But If you want to have some good, healthy sleep habits, the number one thing I can say is get your phone and your TV out of your bedroom. Like now, go move the charger while you're listening to this. As soon as you get home, as soon as you're done with this episode, go move those things out of your room because the vibration, the dinging, the blue light, the scrolling in bed, the having the TV on in the middle of the night are all things that are very unhealthy sleep habits. They are disturbing your sleep. They're causing you to not go in that that REM sleep or that deep sleep that's really giving your body that hard reset that it needs, okay? Our rooms and our home are like sleep sanctuaries, if you will. Like there's a fan or a noisemaker. There's blackout blinds, arguably like two sets in every room. We've got like the pull down ones and the like curtains that are blackout that close. Um, Just our beds are in there. Like my son has a rocking chair in his room. Our room is literally the bed and some nightstands where we have... um, you know, just little lamps in case we want to read before bed because we don't have our phones in our room. Our phones are plugged in in a different room. Um, My husband has uh, an alarm clock to wake up because that is the, you know, the way we wake up. That's the one thing that is emitting any light in the room. And so it's dark, it's quiet, it's cool. It's got the, the ambient noise going and it is a sleep sanctuary. So when we go in there, we are getting a proper rest. Okay. So healthy sleep habits is number one. And then having a healthy bedtime routine is how you have a healthy morning routine, right? You've got to have it on both ends. And so I was actually talking to a client recently and she's like, well, yeah, I've got this time block in my day for cleaning, but then when it comes up to that, I don't want to do the cleaning. And so she's having like a poor boundary in one area. And I'm not calling her out here because we all do this, right? We all have our days. We all have our things. And cleaning's not my strongest suit either. Totally, humbly willing to admit that to you. Um, but 
you know, when you, and so she was not respecting that time boundary in her day and in her schedule. And so what it caused her to do is like run around later in the evening after the kids are to bed to pick up the things or to wash the dishes or whatever, the cleaning that she didn't get done in that time block. And then she's up later and she didn't respect her bedtime. So then she couldn't get up in the morning to have her God time. And so you can see it's like, it's a lingering thing. So setting a, a strict bedtime and 30 minutes before that, starting that cool down time, just like you would do with your kids. I mean, come on, moms, if you've got a toddler, if you've got a little one at home, you know how important the bedtime routine is. You know your kids need like an hour of calm, cool down time before they actually like go to sleep. And if you don't know that, check out Connected Families Framework. I think it's connectedfamilies.com or something. They've actually got this really good um, sleep download that Joy Wendling, our parenting coach, referred us to because y'all bedtime was a nightmare in our house before we hired her. And now it's great. Most of the time. (laughs) Um, So your kids need this, right? You know your kids need a healthy, um, like habitual bedtime routine. So their whole like body and mind and everything gets on board to go to sleep. And so I encourage the same thing for you. Set a bedtime, you know, six to eight hours before you need to get up to have your quiet time with God. Let's just say hypothetically, you're going to wake up at 6am. Okay, your head needs to be on the pillow by 10pm. So nine o'clock or 930, you're going to have an alarm go off on your phone that says, get ready for bed. That means you're going to put your phone away. So you're done looking at the blue light. You're going to turn the TV off. You're going to do some settling, like eye resting stuff. Maybe read a book laying in bed with a little light on. That's when you like can tidy up the dishes or something really quick, you know, short little activities that you do before you want to go to bed. Wash your face, brush your teeth, get your pajamas on lay your head on the pillow, read a book and be strict about that. Just like you are with your kids, right? You're strict with your kids about their bedtime because you know how important their sleep is. So let's do that for you, mom too, right? Because you need proper sleep so you can be a good mom and you need your time with Jesus so you can be a good mom. And so consider these two areas in establishing a solid bedtime routine for yourself. Write it out, try it out evaluate, tweak it if it doesn't work, adjust the times if they don't work, Um, track how well you're doing at that bedtime routine or going to bed at that decent time and how well you're doing at getting up. What you're going to find is instead of doing this like mommy needs her wine or like this is my only time I stay up late scrolling my phone because it's my it's my only me time throughout the day and I'm exhausted so I'm up till midnight on my phone scrolling like no, that's not healthy. That's not getting you where you want to be. And that's not, that's not even like productive rest. If I'm being honest, like you're self-sabotaging is what you're doing. There's stuff about this in the Life and Goals Planner about self-care. Simple biblical self-care um, blueprint is available on my website. If you want to go snag that download for free, like there's all this good stuff about self-care, right? I don't want to get into that whole topic today. Um, Those are some resources that you can go refer to. But remembering that what you're choosing to do with your time affects the rest of your time. What you're choosing to do right now in this moment affects your later today and it affects your tomorrow and it affects your next week and your next month and so on and so forth. So if you want 
a healthy morning routine where you are prioritizing getting up and getting quiet with God and giving him your first fruit so that he can fill you with living water so you can pour that out on your family and your community and everyone throughout the day, we got to take some steps back and look at your bedtime routine and look at your sleep hygiene and what is taking place in your bedroom while you're sleeping. All right. I hope this podcast episode has blessed you. Um, Just a reminder, we're doing the She Rises Challenge. It's happening right now. So if you want to jump in on that challenge, it is not too late. Um, You can catch up on week one's uh, training video. Um, You can catch the replay for the group coaching call. You can still be assigned accountability buddy unless you want to bring your own into the program with you. It's amazing. It's incredible. We're loving it. We invite you to join us in implementing this quiet time, this consistency, this seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, getting in God's word because it is so, so, so incredibly important. DM me or shoot me an email if you want inside. And I love you, sisters. God bless.